Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 220, recorded live on Sunday, September 4th, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who is once again a year older, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who is always older, Andy Lowe. Hi. Damn it. What? I can't catch you. <laughs> All I can do is bring the ratio of our ages closer to one. And then uh, eight months? No, the ratio of our ages will always get closer to one. Oh, yeah, because over the period of the gotcha. Which means, theoretically, that since the limit of the ratio as time goes to infinity approaches one, I can catch up to you if we both live to be infinite years old. Yes, but that does not work. No. But it's fun to think about. It's another birthday that we missed, by the way. What's that? It is Random Access Podcast's birthday. That was back in August. I said we missed it. <laughs> what was it? The, does the episode what, zero still, or episode one? God, I can't remember. Did you want episode the zero? Crappy Green? Yeah. We had an episode zero, but it, it was the one that we canceled. We said, like, okay, we got to try this again. Yes. When was it? Created Wednesday, August 30th, 2006. So, five years. Well, this this is our fifth year. Yeah. No. Yes. All of 26, all of 07, all of 08, all of 09, all of 010. All no, of 010. Good job, Andy. <laughs> it still works. I'm just missing a two. Ought <laughs> six, ought Seven, aught, nine, ten, and eleven. Well, no, because it's not all. It would really, when you say all of six, you mean those couple months. Yes. It's six, six to seven, seven, seven to eight. eight, eight to nine, nine to ten, and ten to eleven. So this is the Which start. I believe is five. We've finished we've five. Com- we've com- yes, we've turned five. We've finished five. We are now in our sixth year, just like human counting. Oh. I was born in 85. I have finished 26 years. Yes. Podcast was started in 06. It has finished five years. Yes. Holy crap. We've done this for five years. Yeah. Five years, 52 weeks a year. Oh, now you're going to figure out how many weeks we've missed. 150, 1, 2, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. So 260? Did I do that math in my head correctly? I don't know. What were you doing? 52 times 5? Yes, 260. Wow. Yeah, but remember, it's not always 52 weeks in the year. I thought it always was 52 weeks in the year. There's one year every so often that has 53. I believe there's one year every so often that may have only 51. No, I think it always has at least 50. It would have to have at least 52. Does a year always have 52 weeks? Well, it depends what you define as a week. Yes, it always has 52 and some portion of a week. But if you count, like, does it have 52 Saturdays? No, it does not always have 52 Saturdays. Hmm. There should be some years that have 53 Saturdays. Okay. Believe me, I know this because there was a huge thing about billing and payment and checks because the, there were 53 paydays in the year. I see. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, just estimating 52 weeks a year. Okay. It's eight, a good estimate. 84.6%. Not bad. Not bad. And that ratio will always get closer to one as long as we stay continuous. <laughs> as long as we don't miss an episode again. <sighs> we, we should be getting back into the groove. This, last, this has been the summer of turbulence. Yeah. Between funerals, weddings, moving, interviewing, packs, 
all that crap. Crazy times. Good job, by the way, on getting the PAX episode up so quickly. <laughs> Once I actually got you the audio. Yeah, you brought your voice recorder with you, but you didn't... I did, I, okay, first off, neither of us had discussed prior to me going to PAX that that's what we would do. Okay. No, that Second off, yes, I forgot a USB cable. <laughs> Out of all of PAX, you could I wasn't find... in BYOC. Ah. I could not get into BYOC. Really? I had canceled my BYOC. It doesn't matter. Registration was closed. Red would not let me in. Even though I had canceled before... Reg- whatever. I canceled before the cutoff date and they didn't let you in? Boo him. Boo him. Yep. But Especially it's okay. since they did it, not allow transferring. It just meant that I got to spend a lot of time in the exhibit hall. <laughs> and I met some really cool people and got some what I thought were pretty nice interviews. Did you actually take a listen to see if I had done the audio justice compared to what it was? No. Okay. No, so I, I think I, I got out to work. It's, it's an expo hall, so there's yeah. lots of loud noises. Well, the Eve one must have been a relief for you. because oh, that was in, I got to go to the fifth floor, Andy. What? Yeah, that's where the Eve one was. I got to go to the fifth floor, the mysterious fifth floor. The fifth floor that doesn't really exist is only right. what, like so, a dozen rooms. So if anyone ever goes to, if any of our listeners, if you ever go to PAX at the Washington State Trade and Convention Center or whatever it is, Washington State Convention and Trade Center. There we go, CTC. Yes. Uh, first floor is the entrance. It's kind of commercial shops, etc. Second floor is generally like tabletop and just a couple little rooms. Third floor is the handhelds and more other little rooms and tabletop. Fourth floor is the expo hall. Sixth floor is PC free play and the expo hall. Yeah, because when and you go into the expo hall, it's two floors. It's two floors. So the fifth floor doesn't exist. But it does exist because... But it is. There's an escalator that goes there, and the elevators stop there. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of little... Sorry, I had to kill a moth. It's a bunch of little conference rooms that look out over the expo hall. You can see that if you go into the line room. Well, if the line room was still the line room for the main theater. If the main theater Uh, was still... No, main theater theater was long gone, Andy. Oh. But the line room was still the line room? Well, the line room was the queue room to get into the expo hall. It was the only line room. Gotcha. There was also the main theater line, and there was the Paramount line. Not the Paramount. Pegasus line. Main theater was the Paramount. Did you go to the main theater at all? I went to the final round of the Omegathon. What did you think of the It was so worth it. Oh, the Paramount is gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous building. Absolutely amazing. You take the Michigan Theater and double it. That would be nice. It's, It's like a cross between the Michigan Theater and Hill Auditorium. It's just beautiful. Hmm. I every, hope that everybody that's where they do the, it next year. Yeah, everybody said, yeah, just why did we not do that before? Yep, I, I hope they do it next year at the Paramount. It was gorgeous. So that I said, I only went there for one thing. <laughs> well, that's because it's not, in, that's the one downside with, with an off-site main yeah, theater. Yeah, because PAX on the East Coast, the, the Boston Convention Center is big enough to hold on to the expanding PAX. Yep. Like PAX East, size-wise, is bigger it's, than PAX Prime. Yep. PAX Prime has capped, although with the counterfeiters, uh, they went over the cap. Yeah, what was it, 3,000 to 5,000 counterfeit badges? Yeah, it was the, the biggest PAX ever. Yeah, 
granted with people you know buying pax badges for two hundred dollars a pop three thousand of those two hundred dollars a pop since you don't have to buy them that's two hundred dollars pure profit all minus the all minus cardboard and printing and all that eighteen percent to the ebay fee too unless you're selling them on craigslist and then i think they were selling them on the street actually oh yeah they needed to figure out a way around that but yep that's rfid tags in the badges but how do we do it something like I did where I sold mine? Legitimately Nothing. sold Nothing. mine. That's fine. You legit well, you didn't legitimately sell yours because you didn't sell it for face value. True. You scalped your ticket, sir. Okay, moving on. So yeah, RFID <laughs> tags. Yeah, you brought that up. I'm not sure why. I don't know. Not um, a smart move. No. But I I mean it was it was pretty amazing. Final round of the Omegathon was fantastic. Yeah, I heard it was Zelda. How did that work? Yeah, so first off, let's clarify how you heard it was Zelda. I'm sitting there at the final round of the Omegathon. I've camped out in line. I was waiting out there for like an hour and a half, playing a really cool game that I don't remember the name of, uh, and just kind of chilling with some people and talking. We get in there. I see Akalon, who's a former Omeganaut, now an Enforcer. I'm sitting with other Enforcers. We sit there, and they come out. They do this whole spiel, and they... They finally release, you know, it's Zelda. People are going nuts. And I text Andy and I say, Zelda. That's all I say because it's the last day of PAX. It's, you know, like 5 o'clock, 5.15 on the Pacific Coast. I figure he could put two and two together. What did you text back, Andy? I don't remember. Donkey Kong. (laughs) I think I said, said, Andy, I'm like, Zelda. And he's like, Donkey Kong? (laughs) I think that was a Kate suggestion because when you're not at PAX... You forget about PAX. Yeah, you forget about PAX. So, plus, I had also had already run my 10-mile race that weekend. Yep. So, my weekend was basically already done by the time I get this random text on Sunday evening... Saying Zelda. Zelda. I'm like, Dave is going crazy. Send me a random game. And Kate goes, okay, send him a random game back. First thing to mind, Donkey Kong. Which also would make an interesting it would. final Omegathon ring, because you could put them side by side. Well, and so you have like the two guys funny, on the funny tower. Enough, that's what they did. They put people, they had two NESs with Zelda, and it was a fresh game, a clean start. And they in fact got to choose two Omega Nauts from this year who had already been eliminated. And they gave those two Omega Nauts the fact. <laughs> And they were allowed to read the fact to the finals. And it was the first person who could get to the final piece of the Triforce. Not the final, sorry. Oh, God. The first piece of the Triforce. Yeah, I was going to say final piece. This would be the longest Omegathon round yeah. ever. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen a speed run. I've seen it done in like 10 minutes. It's just like, did you ever watch the uh, head-to-head Super Mario, original Super Mario um, speed runs? Not two guys side-by-side no. side were doing speed runs. Oh, God. And you're just it's like the watching wizard it. all over again. Yeah. <sighs> so now but it's anyways, over. It's, it, it's over. PAX was fun. And the countdown. To next, to East. East Hasn't PAX, started. Right. I don't think 214 start- days, 13 hours and 28 minutes as of the time of this recording. Are you sure? April 6th to 8th, 2012. That's the PAX East media site. Oops. It's, oh, it's, they fixed it. Okay. Yeah. When I checked, like, right after PAX, it was not. 
it was negative and it was counting up. <laughs> like the PAX Prime site is which right is at now. Nine days, six hours, 32, and four, five, six. six. Has it been nine days since PAX? Yes, yes, it has. Wow. This is what happens. You have the PAX and episode, there's PAX, and then there's a post-PAX episode. Yep. Which is the first time I think we actually did actual work at PAX. Well, I didn't even do an ac- actual work at PAX. Yeah. Well, Dave did actual You did work, work at-, at home for PAX. Yes. By editing the files that I sent you. Yes. I missed one, and I apologize for that. You missed one? Yeah, the very first one you sent me. It was like a minute and a half long, and I missed it without realizing it. They were labeled by number. <laughs> I know, and I missed it. it. My apologies. It was O one, O two. You missed the O one. I missed the O one. Andy? Yeah? Post it at the end of this one. Okay. Thank you. It's short. <laughs> I know. And I missed it when I was going through all the editing, because I thought... I had- <laughs> I thought I had put it in the the main file. And clearly you hadn't. I, clearly I hadn't. I had edited it all down, gotten it cleaned up, and then just forgot to copy and paste. Well done. It's like I'm starting a five-course meal, and I get all the stuff prepped, but I can't put it in the oven yet, because i got to get everything else prepped. And then like you a forget giant the appetizer. And I forget the appetizer. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. So we should probably hit topics that are not packs. Oh, and, but they're... Okay, Okay, one question, though, before. Um, Expo Hall got expanded to the sixth floor. Yeah. What did you think? I felt like it was back at the one year I went to E3 and discovered the basement where they stuck all the indies. Oh, so it was all the smaller guys up on the sixth floor? Well, it wasn't all the smaller guys. I mean, uh, Mojave, Minecraft Studios, was up there. Yeah. There was some tabletop up there that was their big names. I mean, Legend of the Five Rings. Um, but yeah, it felt more kind of indie-ish and more, they didn't have the money for the big stuff. So we put them here. So almost like the, uh, it's either CES or E3 has like a South hall. Mm -hmm. It's all the independent guys. Yep. That said, some of the best stuff I saw at the show was up on that floor. Because the indie guys, as we can see with the PAX 10... Kick ass. Yeah. yeah. I have not stopped playing uh, Adam Zombie Smasher. Really? Yeah. I got two free copies of that game <laughs> by going to PAX. Um, speaking of awesome stuff that I saw on the sixth floor, though. What? Saul Exodus. Saul Exodus. I wanted to bring this up because I want people to know about this game. Uh, this is hearkening back to the times of... Uh, X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter and Wing Commander. It is a space-based fighter. Okay. You never liked X-Wing? No, I liked... Well, I didn't like X-Wing. I liked TIE Fighter. Okay, well, same As idea. As we talked about before on the show. Same idea. It's fine. Space-based shooter. God, I haven't played a space-based shooter since. Exactly. <laughs> TIE Fighter. Exactly. <laughs> they hit a button to match the enemy's speed, Andy. That would be very helpful, actually. Because <laughs> that's all you can do on a TIE Fighter most of the time is just basically do bombing runs on somebody. No, there was a button in TIE Fighter to match their speed. There was? Yes, Andy. Oh my god. I never knew that. I believe it was Enter. That oh. was, in fact, one of the advantages TIE Fighter had over X-Wing was they had added that. Oh, I never knew that. Well, oh now you do. God. But anyways, they have a match speed, they have missiles, they, it's, oh god. It's a classic space-based shooter, but with modern-day graphics, it looks like. Yes. It was gorgeous. 
I wonder if there has been any space shooters out recently. Other Nothing successful. There have been. And I'm probably going to get angry. Well, I, I'd like to think that I'm going to get angry email about this. There hasn't been a good one. There's been lots of 2D stuff like um, Geo Wars. Yep. But nothing 3D. Nothing, yeah, nothing 3D, no. Well, could you count Eve? No. Even though it does have no. space base? No. Isn't the guy from Eve no. interviewed? The guy who was in charge of the space-based combat? The guy I interviewed? Yes. I don't think he did combat. Or if he did, it wasn't. I mean, Andy, have, you've played Eve. You've watched the fights. Yeah. It is not this. No. Eve is not you in the cockpit. No, that is true. It's a third-person third person space battle. Gotcha. I don't even remember who I interviewed. I feel terrible. Oh. <laughs> it was nine days ago, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I ran 10 miles nine days ago. Good for you. Yeah. I well, probably like walked 10 miles eight, eight days, days ago. ago. Oh, God, my legs were so sore after packs. That's why you need comfortable shoes. I was not wearing comfortable shoes. Not at all. It was really bad. So speaking of Eve... Dun, dun, dun. I swear we talked about this. No, I, I looked back and I couldn't find it, especially since okay. um, this was originally posted August 12th. And I looked okay. back in our August episodes. When, when I was talking to the Eve guys, I pointed out to them, I said, like, this is the shit we love to report on. This is fantastic. I mean, what happened here? This was great. <laughs> so yet again, our recurring, uh, I don't know, not episode segment. I, I guess it's our recurring, recurring segment. A recurring theme with Eve. Someone scammed someone else. <laughs> a lot. Phaser Inc. Yes. Phaser Phaser. Inc. was a player-run company that was an investment. And so people paid them money, and they paid those people back with some sort of growth. 5% interest on a weekly basis. That's pretty amazing. That is very amazing. 5% back. I wish I could make 5% back. So did many people. That's why they invested with Bernie Madoff. Yeah, these guys... Um, did exactly the same thing. Yeah. They ran a Ponzi scheme. And I love it. The, um, their post is this, is... this is how their post goes, okay? Today is the day many expected to come. Today, the 12th of August, 2011, is the day where it all comes together. Phaser Inc. is done. Over. Finished. After a stunning period of eight months, we decided it's enough. No more new accounts. No more mails. No more payout days. No more ISK. No more Phaser Inc. Most likely, this will cause a lot of questions. The most important question will be answered right here, right now. The ISK is gone. You will not see it ever again. You've invested in it, got a chance on some profit, but it turned out not to be the best choice you've ever made. That's how investing works. At least, that's how it went for most of you. That's how they ended it. Oops. <laughs> and I talked to the guys at EVE, I'm like, at, at CCP. I said, what do you guys think of that? They said, like, we love it. We can't believe our player base still trusts other people in our player base. <laughs> It's like that class of thing where it's, if it's too good to be true... It's it, too good to be true. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, these guys did it perfectly, because this is, was eight months ago. They kept building this up. They got so, a website, they got professional writers, professional designers, and they paid out. I mean, they did exactly what you need to do to run a Ponzi scheme. So, um, according to the two guys who ran Phaser Inc., they pulled in over 1.8 trillion ISK. ISK is the money. In-game currency. In-game currency for... ISK. ISK? ISK. Okay. ISK. Interstellar credits. 
Okay. So 1.8 trillion in actual physical, because you can spend physical money to buy ISK. Mm, sort of. Not really. So, I, don't, yeah. I don't think so. I, I know you can pay people for ISK. Well, yes, in the same way you can do gold farming. Yeah, but I think what they you all, well, what you it, may I? Yes, please do. What you can do is you can purchase the in-game item with real money that will give you game time. Gotcha. So that is the conversion from ISK to real money. I don't believe I could be wrong. You could be absolutely right, but I don't believe you can actually purchase ISK. Okay. Well, somebody did the calculations. This is on the Eve 24 log. I guess there's enough news in Eve to have a blog that has the connotation of 24 hours a day. Um, their currency calculation would be 67,500 US dollars. How much? 67,500 physical dollars. Wow. Real dollars. So, that, yeah, it's just really impressive. <laughs> Well, no, but they because it was they worked the Ponzi scheme like you're supposed to, so they did actually had to pay some of it out. So fifty six percent of it is what they kept, or about thirty eight thousand dollars. So, yeah. so Andy, you you do know how a Ponzi scheme works, correct? Yes. Okay. Social I, Security. Yeah, it's exactly correct. Yeah. You use the money from new investors to pay back old investors. Yep. Which thus encourages more new investors to come in. And not, I love this. Not only um, did these guys blatantly say, look, we ripped you off. Ha ha. Nothing you can do. Um, they have also agreed to write an editorial for Eve News 24 detailing their journey in Eve and the events leading up to and during their scam. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. And all of a sudden, I kind of want to go and renew an Eve subscription. <laughs> Why? You're just going to get somebody trying to con you all the time. Yeah, but it would be so funny. <laughs> the problem is, if I do it, I need to find other people to go in it with me. Because that's what, that's what I was told, is that if you do it by yourself, it's a lame game. If you do it with friends, it's awesome. Well, I think that's most of MMOs. Yeah, but like in WoW, I was able to find friends. <laughs> Eve, you, you don't know who to trust. Right. Eve, you really need to go in with some people you know. Otherwise, you'd be like, sure, I'll be your friend. Here, how about some money? You're broke. Bob's your uncle, and you're broke. <laughs> so, speaking of being broke, PC Magazine released again their idea of what a $200 PC should Uh-oh. be. Uh-oh. And? How um, crappy is it? Well, let me tell you their final part list. Da -da 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 -da. Just got to scroll down. Um, well, their motherboard was $35 after rebate. Their CPU was an AMD Athlon 2 X2, 2 gigabytes of RAM, 500 gigabyte hard drive, um, and a $27 combo power case slash power supply. Oh, no video card, no optical drive, and no operating system. For $200, that's not bad. Yeah, it's you, not bad. You're, you're going to be able to browse the web. You'll play Facebook games. Two gig of RAM should be enough for that. Yeah. But, yeah. It seems interesting. I've always been the fan of the cheap PCs. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's not the always pushing the higher end stuff. It's trying to bring up the lower end that really, to me, expands the market. If that makes any sense. No? Not, no A sense. little bit. No, it does. To... We can always talk about, oh, hey, AMD is coming out with the new chips. Well, actually, they're actually not, but that's not a topic. Yeah. <laughs> Both AMD and AMD, Intel have pushed AMD back. not coming out, or nor will they for some time, probably. Yeah, both them and Intel have said that they're pushing back their next generation of CPUs. Yep. So, but just, the, if you can get more people 
online and people, hey, it's you can get a PC for under $200. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Granted, that also um, does not include a monitor or a keyboard or mouse. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it is amusing to me that this computer is cheaper than a keyboard that Razer is putting out. But <laughs> like, you could literally spend more on the keyboard than on the computer. <laughs> yeah. But still, I mean, that's just... Eh. I don't know, Andy. What? I think at that point it would be better to just keep saving and buy a better computer. Well, I'm just I'm just always amused at what they try and do with the least amount of possible. So yes. If anybody um, needs a $200 computer, pretty good layout from the guys at PC Magazine. So, and they they specifically said, okay, we're gonna we're going to do this using New Egg, so anybody else can try and do this as well. Yep. Also, they could not find a decent Intel chip for their $200. Not anymore. No. Yeah. You could look on eBay. Yeah, try true. Your luck. But then you're dealing with eBay. Yeah, I mean, you, you have a gamble then. Yeah, where slightly used can mean many, many things. So Google Gears is coming back? Google Gears is coming back, just not as Gears. They never intended for it to disappear entirely. It was just going to be worked into HTML5. Okay. So now Calendar, uh, Mail, and I believe Docs. I don't know. Did it say Docs? Yeah, it says Docs. Okay, Calendar, Mail, and Docs are all uh, available. Nice. You can do them offline. Now, is this through just Chrome, or is it through all of them? Because it says it's Chrome extension. Uh, it might just be through Chrome. I didn't try with Firefox. I know Sorry, Mail is just Chrome. Sorry, we don't support your browser just yet. You yeah, Google well, there Chrome you go. to install apps. Okay. It's, well, but then it's on its way. Yeah. There's a yet there. <laughs> I'd believe that. Which is kind of funny. They just announced that right around the same time they announced that they were ending 10 other products. Yep. Google, well, Google is an incubator. A lot of the products have been very nice. Some of them have not worked out well. Yeah. It's like Google Desktop. Google what top? Google Desktop. You know how you could search? No, I, I know. I was joking. They've oh. killed Google Desktop. Yep. And Aardvark, which I never even heard of. Fast Flip, I never even heard of. There may be a reason these products are being killed, Andy. Google Maps API for Flash. Uh, okay, so the Google Maps API is going to switch to JavaScript from now on. Good, okay. good. The Google Pack is getting discontinued. Okay. Which, I, that seemed pointless most of the time because it was just full of just things that I already have on my computer. Um, let's see, Google Web Security, never heard of that. Google Image Labeler. Oh, that was the one where they would ha- have people label what's in the image. Ah, yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. Well, no, that was the one where it was the, it was the game where you try to think of what tag everybody else would be using for that image. So the, the closer you were to what everybody else had picked, kind of like Family Feud with images. Top five answers are on the board. Right. No, I, I understand. What's in this image? It's a cat. It's a dog. <laughs> no, wait, that's Microsoft. <laughs> hi oh, look at that. I'm, I'm running deep on that one. No, not really. Speaking of running deep, though, yes. congratulations on Eastern's win. I didn't even pay attention. I was paying because, you know, being in Ann Arbor. A wedding. On a, being in Ann Arbor with a U of M grad <laughs> in Ann Arbor on home opening On a weekend. game day. Yeah. Wait, your sister's wedding was on Saturday, right? Saturday. She had her wedding on game day? Yeah, which we didn't know about at the, the timing. We didn't, they didn't really know. And it was, no I, one thought about that? <laughs> no one I put guess, that together and said, hey, it's a Saturday in early September? I was not part of the planning process. Okay. How was that traffic? <laughs> it actually wasn't bad. 
because uh, I took Wagner in and basically stayed outside of Ann Arbor. Yeah. The uh, the weather was kind of crappy. Oh, my gosh. Nothing like September and hitting triple digits. It hit triple digits? Yeah. And wow. Then, um, and then it dur- poured. <laughs> yeah. During the reception, we lost power for about 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a crazy weather day. Yeah. Well, uh, Eastern didn't play on Saturday. Oh. Because the weather. They actually okay. played today, and they won. Who were they playing against? Uh, it started with an H. I really don't remember the name. Howard University? Yeah. Are they even Division One A or Bowl Championship, whatever? Are they NCAA Division One? is what you're asking, for football? No, because they changed those. Remember, now there's the Bowl Championship and the other thing? I thought it was... Is, I thought they kept the Division One, Division One football. Bowl subdivision and all that fun stuff. Division One FBS and okay, gotcha. Yeah, they do their FCS. Yeah, they they like completely changed it. Anyway, it's still Division One in my head, and okay, everybody else's. Well, it's, but it's Division One A, Division One Double A, yeah. things like that. So it's a comprehensive uh, research university. So they probably don't have that good of a football team. No. <laughs> Oh, well, hey, starting out strong. Woo. Oh, yeah, with a, a nice win over a poor school that has no football program. Hey, it sounds like, kind of like Michigan and Western. Well, uh, excuse part. me, sir. I believe last year Western almost was undefeated. Yeah, I know. But it just seems like the Mac schools are always like, okay, we'll play you as long as you pay us. Pretty much. <laughs> hey, if... Western's going to get paid, what, about a half million to three quarters of a million dollars? To lose to U of M? Who they actually had a chance to beat. (laughs) Given U of M's performance the last couple of years, I would not have put it past Western. Yeah, if I was Michigan, I would have called the game off early, too, trying to keep my defense off the field. (laughs) No, no, you're not going back out there. No, no. No. Get back on the sidelines. We're just going to end the game now before you embarrass yourselves even more. Hey, you know, both schools agreed to just call the game. I didn't even know that wasn't a rule that you could do that. I didn't know either. Uh, It had been delayed, and then they resumed, and then it had been delayed again. And in the second delay, both schools said, okay, you know what? We've got a strong lead. There's only so much time left. We win. Speaking of delays, Zanga... IPO is delayed. Are they hoping that they will be able to price it even higher? They are no longer in a rush because of the rocky stock markets. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, oh, maybe this isn't the best time to go public. Hmm. You know, to try and raise a $1 billion with their IPO. Yeah. Especially with their... Did you see their stock market structure? Nope. The CEO is going to have 70%... Or sorry, 70 times more voting power than other shareholders. So, wow. Yeah, his board approved a plan that gives each of the CEO's shares 70 votes up from 10, which is, oh. That's bullshit. Yeah, certain shareholders will get 10 times more votes than the public shareholders, and now the CEO will get 70 times. Well, that's seven bullshit. times more than other. Yeah, God, that's. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> For a public company, everybody has their say. You but you have, have way more say than they do. Yeah. Um, there's Hulu Japan now. Ooh. Yeah, think of Hulu. You think of, okay, where's the first international market that Hulu's going to go to? Everybody would say, hey, China. Canada. No, China. Really, Hulu China? Uh, the Chinese government Hulu? would let Hulu in? Who owns Hulu, Andy? Well, that's up for debate right now because they're accepting bids for ownership. Okay, who primarily owned Hulu? 
Um, NBC Universal. And Fox. There you go. Hello, News Corps. Like China likes News Corps. So anyways, Hulu Japan, huh? Yeah, and they're adding CBS. Okay, so is this like Japanese channels will be on Hulu or nope, a completely separate server? It will be charging a monthly fee for access to American movies and television shows in Japan. Oh, so they're getting CBS our shows. stuff over there. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Currently, so far, Google, Amazon, Yahoo, and Dish have all submitted bins, bids to buy Hulu. But yeah, it's... Ooh, Hulu Japan, which is basically just paying for... Hulu Canada, Hulu Britain, Hulu Australia, people who speak the language of the shows that you're publishing. Nope, Hulu Japan. (laughs) Okay. Gotta love international copyright laws. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) DOJ blocked the uh, AT&T-T-Mobile merger. Yes. Dun-da-da-dun. Finally, the U.S. Department of Justice steps in. Not only that, um, well, there is a plus and minus for T-Mobile because of this. The plus, plus. is AT&T had signed an agreement before this saying that if the deal we, Yeah, we talked through, about it. They have to pay some ridiculously high amount of money back to Deutsche Telekom. $3 billion. Holy shit! Plus spectrum rights, so that means increased T-Mobile coverage. And a couple of the more stuff has to do with roaming charges. And so T-Mobile will be able to hop onto AT&T networks uh, for less. You know, I really wonder if Deutsche Telekom saw this coming. Like, you know, AT&T approached and said, we want to buy you. And Deutsche Telekom just like, you know, this is never going to work. It will never fly. The U.S. will never let it happen. Sure. <laughs> We're going to add a couple things to the contract, though. <laughs> Well, it's it's kind of hard for team because the plus is hey they got a bunch of stuff for from AT and T but the problem is Deutsche Telekom has said that it's not willing to invest any more in T Mobile in the U S. Really? Yeah. Okay, so what's going to happen? They'll spin it off. <laughs> to who? Sprint? No, as its own entity. Okay. So Why not? You're, you're still going to be a small fish in a big pond. Uh, Andy, it would be no smaller than it is now. True, but you still have the ability to pull from a larger money bank. The question becomes, how much is Deutsche Telekom actually investing in T-Mobile beyond T-Mobile's income? I don't know. That's something you'd have to look over T-Mobile's books to do, and I don't think they'd say yes. Well, actually, you'd have to look over Deutsche Telekom's books. Like, yes. God, stupid Germans. Right. Is Deutsche Telekom publicly traded? I don't know. I don't pay attention to international stock markets. Because if it's publicly traded, then you can request to see their financials once you buy a stock. (laughs) All right, Dave, so what I need you to do... (laughs) Go buy a Deutsche Telekom stock. Yes. And then request to see their financials, which will be in German, mind you. I don't know German. That's not going to work. Neither do I. No. So what is this Fallout web series? So there was a Fallout movie called Nuka Break. Okay. It's really, really, really fucking funny. Okay. I mean, it's really funny. Are we talking, like, in-your-face funny or the subverse funny of Fallout? Uh, a little from B and a lot from A. Okay. Like, if, if you haven't played the games, you'll still think it's funny. Okay. If you've played the games, you should be laughing your ass off. I'll have to watch it and let you know. Because <laughs> sometimes you tell me things are funny or great or good. Well, and... let, let me ask you, did you ever read any of 8-Bit Theater? No. No. Okay. Damn. Well, because this is the guy who wrote 8-Bit Theater. He helped write this. Okay. Is that I don't know. 8-Bit Theater I found the one that was based off of the sprites that looked like they were from Final Fantasy? Yes. 
I watched that t- on TV one time randomly. What do you mean you watched it on TV? There wasn't there. I swear there was a TV version of that on There was a webcomic. I know, but it had a TV spinoff. Maybe, but I don't think that was him. 8-Bit Theater G4 TV. Well, maybe it's not on there. I swear there was a TV show that was based, well, it was done by those guys. That guy. That guy. Uh, Code Monkeys. There we go. At least I think that was done by him. It was done in the same style, the so name, I thought it was by him. Is name Brian Clevenger anywhere on there? Now I gotta go search it up again. C-L-E-V. Adam De La Pena. Nope. Never mind, then. Okay. Anyways, it's worth checking out. It's a short movie. Okay. And then they are coming out with a web series. Okay. Watch it when we're done. Tell me what you think. All right. It's short and really funny. At least I think it's funny. So we're able to see a supernova? There's a supernova going on. Not on the internet. No. Because I think that's no longer going. Why would there be a super? Oh, God, that site. Whatever happened to that site? Right? Supernova.org. But it was no E-R. It was just S-U-P-R. Yeah. Supernova.org, the universal web show source. My God, it's... Someone bought the name. Masturbation, the infographics (laughs) show. Pass. (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything about that, but... Pass. 1,000 things I hate remembering people. An animated infographic about kissing. There's an actual supernova that is visible. Really? It will be visible until... It will, in fact, be brightest on September 9th. Huh. So, are we able to see this blind eye or no? Naked eye? It looks like you need binoculars, at least. Okay. Well, I'm going to get myself some binoculars. Yeah, I'm like, man, I want to go out and look at this thing. The only problem is we both lived near um, cities. Large cities. Yeah. Yeah, but if it's a good supernova. Plus, you know, there, try... there, there are, are records of supernova that were visible during the day. Oh, my goodness. I've never heard of that, but I would not doubt it. Supernovia. (laughs) History. So talking about things imploding, Steve Jobs resigned. Holy shit, Apple goes kaboom. (laughs) Well, we'll see after the new iPhone has been released. It's going to be weird seeing an an Apple um, iPhone presentation without Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. No more and one more thing. I don't know. We'll see what Tim Cook has to say. Tim Cook will use and one more thing. Well, of course, because that's, that's been Apple's things. So, so what do you uh, think yeah, this is going to so, do to Apple? Well, funny you should ask, because the next link right after that shows you Apple's stock surrounding the day Steve Jobs resigned. Now, he resigned on that Wednesday, the 24th, after the market closed. <laughs> Price what happened Thursday? <laughs> 15 all the way down to 9? Mm-hmm. No, 377 down to 367. And now we're basically back to 375. Yeah, so the first day led to a panic. This is, this is my interpretation of this graph. All right, Wednesday night, he resigns. Thursday morning, panic. People start, ta- and if you look at the, the trading volume. Yeah, volume the right day before. market open. Don't look at just the day before, just look at right as the market opened. There was this huge spike. Two, <laughs> 2.4 billion trades mm-hmm. when the market opened? Oh my gosh. It's all the computerized trading. Yeah. People were just saying, okay, I'm, I'm out, I'm done. Sell Which, everything I've got. Granted, if you know, would have waited until Monday That's morning. That's 2.4 million. What are you saying? A well, thousand, thou- a thousand, a thousand kilo. thousand. Isn't that a million? Is a million? You said billion. 
I said million. You said billion. I said million. Nope. Yes. You have an audio recording of it, Andy. <laughs> an audio recording, which I can fix. Yeah, you'd only have to fix it, Andy, if you were wrong. <laughs> And I wasn't wrong, so I wouldn't need to fix it, but you wouldn't know that you're, anyway. You're going to need to fix it. I'm not going to fix it because I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Nope. Anyways, yeah, several million stocks traded. Two million. That's what I said. You said billion. Anyway. Anyways, two million stocks traded at opening. Uh, and it, it came back up slowly through that day, but it was a panic. It was people going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I have to get out now. Uh, it picked up the next day because people were like, hey, I can buy Apple stock that's getting sold at really low prices. Jumped all the way up to 390 and now it's back on its way down. Yep. This was all like speculators saying, okay, the price is down, maybe I'll get it. And so people are saying, oh, well, I can sell it for higher price. And then it's finally coming back down to what it really was. And in fact, it looks like if you cut out this section from Wednesday night to the next Friday morning, it basically picks up right where it left off. So if you ignore that one week of trading, it's basically the same where it was. It's basically what it was. I'm just kind of surprised they haven't put out any sort of announcement for um, any iPhone 5. Any any announcement in September. So announcement for what? Well, it's September. Apple mm-hmm. always announces new products. Give them a, a little bit. We don't know. But I want to know now. They're working on iPhone 5. I want to so- know about the other Apple products I'm not ever going to buy. Someone lost an iPhone 5. <laughs> like, are you serious? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Repeat. <laughs> Somebody get Gizmodo on the phone. Yep, someone lost an iPhone 5. Uh, the police were called to go to the guy's house. The police did not enter. This is what I was reading. I, I don't have a source for this. This is what I was reading. iPhone 5. Uh, I love it. I go to Gizmodo, the first top story, the iPhone 5 rumor roundup redux. Yep. Uh, Android. Yes. Is now selling 50, more than 50% of the market share for new phones. Nice. So the remaining 50% is split up between BlackBerry and iPhone. Well, that's very nice. Android is dominating the market. Oh, speaking of Android, sorry, um, and programming, please side mm-hmm. note, that Google, uh, what is it, the, the Google App Inventor? Mm-hmm. Uh, Google's it's also shutting that. significant number of updates. Um, they're shutting that down as well. Well, they are shutting it down as an internal Google project, but it's going somewhere else. It's, yeah, it's going to uh, MIT, it looks like. And they're giving it enough funding to basically make sure it's still, still there. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's gone, but it's not. So, yeah, I'm going to have to download my Google App Inventor projects in order to keep them. Yes. So, or you could just learn how to actually write an app. I suppose. Well, at least I got to keep the ones that are currently working. Yeah, well, except you could also keep those and then create them as actual apps. I know, but that... It, <laughs> You could also just rip the APK off your phone. I know. <laughs> I'm giving you like six different ways that don't involve downloading this thing. But they already work. Yeah, so you go grab the APK. Uh, I suppose. I suppose. Okay. More work. Well, I was doing Eeyore. <laughs> But okay. Okay. More work. No, not the ogre. What? Not the peon. One more time. <laughs> Try it. Is it? Is it the peon? It is not the peon. I thought. Oh no, that's the humans. 
Oh, the peons are the orcs. Oh, they are? Yes. That's what I said. If you're a lord, what is it you call normal people? Slaves? No. Serfs? Starts with a P. It's not peons. Rhymes with pheasant. Peasant? Peasant. But I thought in Warcraft 2 they're called peons. Those are the orcs. Don't the orcs say more work and all that? Uh, no. The war- the orcs do, uh, was it Dabu? Oh, yeah, and Zug Zug and... Ready to work? Ready to work. So maybe they both Maybe they both say ready to work. <laughs> it's been way too long since I've played Warcraft 2. So, final news. Facebook yes. is getting rid of Facebook deals. Which Groupon is- beat them out? Yeah, and not only that, they are also killing their version of Facebook Places. So Foursquare beat them out, and then a couple days later, they're like, yeah, we're done with deals, too. <laughs> Groupon beat them out. So, yeah, they are still offering a check-in deals, which offer free mobile coupons to users who can check into their local venues by their handsets. <laughs> I don't see the difference between that and Facebook Deals and Facebook uh, Places. I don't know. Probably you still have to check in on Facebook, and you still get deals. It's probably a different terms of service. Oh, wait, here we go. Facebook deals are prepaid coupons. Ah. Uh. Check-in deals are just coupons. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. Wow. <laughs> oh, Facebook. So, yeah. We should probably move on to our games. Okay, what do we got? We have Spore and Super Mario World. Are you is still Spore playing? you or me? No, Spore is you. Believe me, I couldn't even get past the second level of Spore. I don't know how you could play you hours of that. No, I was so oh, confused man. as soon as I got to the village. I didn't know what the hell was going on. No, the village was easy. That was like the fastest section. That's the third section, by the way. Yes, because you're, you're basically playing flow, yep. and then you're running around eating people yep. or berries, one of the two, and then you become a village. And at that point, I get lost in the... Uh, well, because at that point, it turns into an RTS. I was not ready for that switch. Yeah. It turns into an RTS, and you, well, sort of, because it's the village first, right? Yeah. So the village, you you recruit, yeah, it's still kind of RTS-ish, and then after that, it's city building-ish. So in, this, in that phase, you have to go out, you have to, like, get food, and you have to conquer the other villages, or make friends with the other villages, so how could you have played that game for hours? Did Because once you get to the space age, it doesn't stop. Oh. Once you get to the space age and you get a ship, and then you can start terraforming planets, and then you can start kind of screwing with the surface of the planets, and then you start doing collection shit, and then there are missions. But there's no end. It turns into a sandbox at the end? Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Sandboxes are fun. Sandboxes are fun. Sandboxes where you get to shape entire worlds are also fun. As you can tell by our huge section of sim games. Yes. So yes, Spore. Many, 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 many hours. Many hours. I had Super what Mario about you? World. Which? Yeah, that, that game takes like half an hour to play through. Super Mario World, when you go through all the levels and try and figure out the Star Worlds. And all the secrets. Yeah, without having any sort of, you know, Nintendo power at that age. Yeah, the Star World, once you got there, was easy. It was pretty straightforward. Trying to find the hidden star exits out of each level? You didn't Some need of them. Which... No, you what? didn't need them. Once you got to Star World, it was a single contiguous path. 
I know, but you would have to find the special star exit. In one world, or one zone. That's all you needed. No, in each of the zones, because you'd go through the regular ending. Or was it the... I, all I know is there was one Once you game. got to the star world, the star zone, there were like eight or ten... Yeah, you levels. had to go around the, the 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 loop. Yeah, but that was it. And once you got up there, that's all you needed. Hmm. All <laughs> God, it's been so long. I haven't touched the SNES. Yeah, and that's where you got like the the Super Yoshi. Oh, the one who was multicolored. Yep. God, and then you had to find all the switches for all the blocks. Fun game, but not. I, I think it's way easier to do Spore for a couple hours than to do Super Mario World. Yeah, okay. In Super Mario World, the Star Road is a shortcut world, allowing the player to reach... Oh, okay. so then the Special World, okay, is the one. No, yeah, the Star Worlds, you gotta find the hidden exit to get to the center, and that launches you up, and then you get to the... Oh, maybe I was thinking of Special, not Star. Crap. Yeah, the Special World. Oh, okay, it's world. been... It has clearly oh. been too long. Um, someone needs to make a emulator that you can network. <laughs> So Andy and I can play Super Mario World together. Oh my goodness. Okay. Review. Yes? Yes. Two men and a truck. I've used them. Dave just used them. I just no. finished using them. I These used not them for the... an out-of-state transfer. These are not the same two men and a truck. That's the name of the company. But they give you two guys and a truck. Sometimes multiple trucks. Each yes. one with two guys. It's really a little mini set. What did you think of two men and a truck, Andy? They were fast. They were efficient. They were kind. <laughs> we found out we didn't even actually have to do as much packing as we did. Like, we were emptying the stuff out of the dressers. Like, they didn't even worry about that. They just wrap the dresser just in. wrap it, yeah. In plastic wrap on a dolly, and they're gone. Like, I think we moved from Kate's third floor apartment down the stairs, which, talking third floor, so three flights of stairs down. They got everything down, and they moved over and unloaded, and I think they were done in, like, an hour. Wow. They're like, um, our, our minimum charge is two hours. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> we thought it was going to take longer than that. Yep. Wait, if we move again, oh my god. Absolutely going with them. Yeah. Absolutely. I did them for out of state. It actually took them a couple hours because they had to inventory everything. Every box that went on the truck, every lamp, every desk, everything. The chairs got a little orange sticker. I'm going to be peeling off these orange stickers for the next two weeks. <laughs> my computer case got an orange sticker. So, I've got one from BYOC on here. Yeah, yeah, different orange sticker. But very, very, very good service. Prompt, uh, they communicate well. Yeah, I, now there's two ways of doing moving. You either get everybody over and buy them pizza, which has its pluses and minuses, but then it, you didn't have to do anything. Yep. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed using them quite much. And now, are they local or are they just... They're national. Okay, good. But they're kind of local to each area. Like, it, it's almost like it's a franchise. Gotcha. So that's... Yep. But it was good. So, All right. um, did you have to pay for their, like, lunches on their move? or for I did or not. No. no. Okay. They, and they did it in, like, one solid drive. They just drove out here. Uh, the, the company evidently put them up in a hotel for the night, and then they drove to the apartment to drop the stuff off, and then they turned around and drove home. Jeez. Whew. Yep. Right. So, I like them. Dave likes them. Positive reviews. Very positive review. So, our right. random topic... Yes. Is um, who has read more books? Uh-oh. Yeah. Did you read books for your classes? Yeah, I wrote... I read books all the time during the summer, during for classes. But, like, you, you actually read your class books? Yeah. Andy, hands down. Well, they, they gave you the books. I just started reading them. I almost never read my class books. 
But you read so many books outside of class. I read a lot of like the, the sci-fi Star Wars books. and I mean, I've read a lot, but I think that you've probably read way more. You've read the entire Tom Clancy series. Well, not anymore. I actually just picked up... <laughs> Speaking of my uh, tweet about borders, I actually just stopped in there today. Oh, really? <laughs> and got the uh, newest one. Mm. I, so, got to, uh, I got a hardbound Tom Clancy novel. Wait, for wait. So eight, what, where bucks? and and why hadn't you purchased it before, Andy? It was sitting at Borders the whole time. Um, I didn't know it existed. Really. Because he hadn't put anything out. I think for what, like the last ten years? Tom Clancy. Well, the some, the official Jack Ryan series of Tom Clancy novels. Andy the Dragon, you've read some of the ones since then. The Bear and the Dragon was only a couple of years ago. It, I gotta see. I gotta remember when his last one was out. By publication date, Jack Ryan, John Clancy, Universal Chronology. Okay, Bear and the Dragon was two thousand. Yeah, but Teeth of the Tiger was two thousand three. Two thousand and five. Teeth of the Tiger. I think. Or was that? Oh, I I'm have Wikipedia the... telling me two thousand three. Okay, and that's in the. That's just in the Jack Ryan series. Yeah, that's the. That's the, what I pay attention with Tom Clancy. I wish that he would take um, Rainbow Six and expand on it, but he yep. never did other than... The games. Yeah. So, by the way, Rainbow Six, because Tom Clancy does, like, consulting with the Navy, right? Yes. Rainbow Six was this elite group, right? Yeah, international elite right. group. Do you, do you think, and this is pure speculation, but do you think that the SEAL Team Six had anything to do one way or the other in either direction with Rainbow Six? Well, that's probably where he got the name from, because Rainbow Six is based where um, the 22 SAS is based in UK, which SAS is basically the British version of right. Special the Forces. Sequels. So he probably took different bits of Special Forces from other groups. And mixed them with SEAL 6. And... Yeah. I mean, some of Rainbow Six, the reason it's... See, the thing is, the reason it's 6, at least within the story, is it's the character is 6. Yeah. The U.S. military commander. Right. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting when I remembered about SEAL Team 6 and Rainbow Six. I'm like, wait a minute. God, I've read all of Michael Crichton's novels. I've read some of them, but not all of them. Okay, I haven't read the last one, but that doesn't really count because he wasn't actually alive for yep. all of I've them. I've read a lot of Timothy Zahn. Yes. And Kevin J. Anderson. Yes, both. I've read a lot of... I've read more of the Star Wars universe than i wanted to <laughs> you know zahn is still writing star wars books yeah but then i feel like i have to muddle through all the rest of the crap that's out they're, there they're the prior oh that was my problem it's like okay there's anderson was good zahn was good but then there were some people in between that are just like really they're crap yeah uh, but if you go, it's I mean, for goodness basically sakes, he's I... telling Mara Jade's story after she is the Emperor's Hand. I actually read Splinters of a Mind's Eye. Ooh, I remember that. That's the very first one. That one came out. Did that one like come out before Return of the Jedi? Uh, it's set between Empire and Jedi. I don't yeah, know if that... it came out before Jedi. Splinters of the Mind Eye. It's a novelization of Star Wars from the Adventures of Luke Skywalker. Published in 1978. Yeah, because Star Wars was 77. I'm trying to remember what it was about. Uh, it was weird. See also, list of Star Wars books. <laughs> oh my god, so many books. <laughs> it's a bad Wikipedia article. Oh my god, so many books. <laughs> wow. I read a couple of The Jedi Apprentice, which were 
young, young books. I read... All right, so Dave, when was the last... What was the last book you read? The last book I read um, yes. that I finished or that I'm reading? That you finished. Does it have to be a physical book? What do you mean? Do I, do I need to actually hold the book in my hand or could I have it on a Kindle? Mm. Let's go with both. I'm curious to see what your last book read and how far it's been since you've switched the last to the Kindle. book I read was Game of Thrones. Okay. That was a couple months ago. And then okay. I went and got the entire series on the Kindle. Mm. And then I went and I finished those and I looked up uh, good old dear Mr. Zahn to see what he's been up to. And he wrote a collection of six rather small, not short stories, but small stories um, called the Dragonback series. And so I read those, and now I'm looking back, speaking of Zahn and Anderson, uh, Kevin J. Anderson just put out book three of the Edge of the World series, or the, the not Edge of the World, Terra Incognita series, uh, called The Key to Creation, or The Key of Creation, one or the other, and that's what I'm reading now. Because I was trying to think about this when I was um, reading a book at our lunch afterwards of what was the last uh, physical book, book that I yeah physical book because I don't do ebooks. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of the last physical book that I finished reading, and I can't. The, the last one I know I finished reading mm-hmm. was um, Twenty One Taking Down the House, the book mm. about the MIT blackjack team. Yeah, I remember finished I reading that. that. Oh, it's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going through my Amazon archive. 2030, real story of what happens to America. Um, I read... What else is in here? The, the Fire and Ice series by R.R. R. Martin. Dragon and Thief. I started reading the Finkler question. It was terrible. First, re- first meetings in Ender's Universe. Oh, that's what I read before Game of Thrones. Would have been the Ender series. The entire Enders series. Oh, man. And the Bean series. Yeah, I'm looking at our bookshelf I, right now. That's the one you know, Andy, I gotta tell you, now that I'm looking back, probably over our entire lives, you've read way more than I have. But recently, I haven't touched a book. Recently, I think I probably beat the shit out of you. Yeah, I... Especially when we count back all of these Star Wars books. That's, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, and I'm thinking, trying to find the last book that I... Oh, it might have been scrolling forward. I keep, I read that every couple of years just to see how things have changed. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's... X-Wing. not been reading. Courtship of Princess Leia. I the Thrawn Trilogy. The Jedi Academy Trilogy. You know what, it, you know what happened? Mm. Wired Magazine, Popular Mechanics Magazine, Sudokus, and Crossword Puzzles. That's what happened. That's where yep. my last two years disappeared to. was into magazines, yep. Crossword Puzzles, and Sudokus. How are you doing at the New York Times Crossword so far? Have you started working on those? Um, well, since you need a subscription to get to the current ones... You're going for the archives. I'm going through the wonderful Will Shorts edited books. Okay. So, that will give you my uh, current yep. option with Crossword Puzzles. <laughs> I'm Mind you, there are a lot of books out there. Yeah, I can get a good number of the Monday puzzles done. Not yeah, done, I... done, but filled. Yeah. Have I told you how my uncle does it? No. The uncle that you met out in Seattle? Yes. He takes a sheet of paper and covers the grid. So he just tries answering the clues without thinking about it? He answers the clues... And builds the grid. That is crazy. So he's combined crossword with logic. <laughs> he oh is friggin' nuts. I think on that note, we need to end. All right. I don't know how to top that. Yeah, all right. Well, it's been fun, everyone. Thank you. Andy, a pleasure as always. Yep. 
Oh, uh, one last thing to point out. I am now permanently further west than Andy is. You're also in a different time zone. Yep. Yay, That's not going to confuse the recording times at all. Oh, we'll just make sure to write down Eastern or Central. I say we shall start doing GMT time. No, because that gets fucked up when we deal with daylight savings. Because right now, I'm still GMT minus five. What? Go look. We're on daylight time. They aren't. That's crazy. You're GMT minus four. Right, anyway. All right, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.